0: Hey Jecks Tears, thanks again for stopping by. If you're new to the channel, my name is Riley and I'm a former Jehovah's Witness. Today I have a guest on the channel. Uh, my guest is going by the name Jane Asa for reasons which will soon become apparent. And she has a story to tell about her involvement in the Jehovah's Witness organisation. So, Jane, thank you very much for joining me today. Good
1: morning, good morning and good morning Jecks
0: Thank you, I guess the first and most obvious question I should ask is why are you wearing a mask?
1: (laughs) Well, yes, obviously um, as most people know that have left the Jehovah's Witness organisation, it can be very difficult when you first leave to um, make that transition in a comfortable and safe way and basically i am in the lucky position that my parents and my family and my close friends are still speaking to me and still want to have a relationship with me so i don't want them to come across this video or for anybody to send it to them and they have me talking about what's happened and stuff that I'm hoping it will be anonymous, so that's the reason for the infamous anonymous mask. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Well, thanks for explaining that. It, it is really a, a sad situation when people have to go to these lengths to hide their identity just because they'll be shunned for, you know, speaking their mind about about their own views and their own opinions. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah absolutely, Riley. I know that we we just had that a quick conversation off camera, and we actually said that very same thing to each other, that it is in an incredibly sad situation where um, you cannot openly, unless you want repercussions, talk about your experiences. And um, I, I am lucky at the moment that I have a family and friends that are okay with my decision to leave. And so the reason that I would like to talk to you like this is so that it doesn't bring them any embarrassment. the future because of course i still care deeply about everybody so that's my reason thank you
0: (laughs) well thanks very much for explaining that okay so let's dive into it how did you become a jehovah's witness
1: right okay so i am what um most people refer to as a born in um however i as me and you have been speaking we've discovered we've got very similar sort of upbringings because we're similar ages as well um i was born in as in i was a very young child when my family became jehovah's witnesses so i was actually four and a half five years old when my family um became jehovah's witnesses so that's practically a borning. um i do have memories of Christmas, and birthdays when I was little, because obviously, most people can start forming memories from then they're about two. So I do have some memories of meeting Father Christmas. And um, I've got some photographs in family albums of my birthday parties. Um, So how we came into the religion was it was actually my father, who was, contacted by a Jehovah's Witness at his place of work. Um, They started a conversation, which we know as informal witnessing, and fell on a topic that interested my father, which was actually about dinosaurs. Um, My father's very into nature and and, uh, archaeology and things, and obviously that triggered an interest for my father. Um, He um, took an interest and basically he started a study with this gentleman who was lovely, very, very kind gentleman and his wife, I remember them fondly. Um, My mother um, wasn't interested initially, (laughs) Um, she um, really didn't care for it and she I've got her her own parents who were quite alarmed because particularly my grandmother um, really enjoyed celebrations such as Christmas and stuff. And she was obviously concerned that these family celebrations would end. However, eventually, as happens in marriage couples, particularly as this was the early 80s and um, there was no way of like, you know, independently researching the religion. My mother um, got worn down, (laughs) as it were. And um, basically, she has said to me, um, that it just wasn't life just wasn't much fun without dad doing things with her, um, you know, celebrating Christmas and stuff. So she also uh, became a Jehovah's Witness. And I also have a younger sister who doesn't obviously even remember life before. And uh, so as a family of four, we became witnesses and they got baptized at Dudley Assembly Hall, which is in Birmingham, Uh, sorry, in the West Midlands, if people
0: know Dudley quite well. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Okay, so uh, you mentioned that you you vaguely remember uh, some Christmases before your parents became Jehovah's Witnesses. Do, Do you remember what that change was like for you? Going from I, celebrating Christmas to not celebrating it anymore.
1: I do actually, Riley. That's a really good question because um, I I have a very very vivid memory of um, my mother. Um, she was she was the one to tackle that we wouldn't be having Christmas anymore. Um, I particularly remember her talking about Christmas, but she must have mentioned birthdays as well. And I was obviously a little girl and. Um, I can picture it now she was standing in the kitchen um at their home washing up and i was in the hallway and um i was just like hopping about one foot to the other you know as little girls do and uh, i remember she was talking to me and she said something along the lines of i can't remember the exact words now but basically we wouldn't be celebrating christmas anymore and i remember i got really upset about that and um I kicked a hole in the wall in the hallway. <laughs> and uh I had a little tantrum. And uh this wall, this hole in the wall uh, was had to be filled with uh polyfiller and uh was a scar for years of my upset about um, <laughs> not having Christmas anymore. It makes me sound like a complete brat, but I really wasn't, it was obviously just a little bit of um my emotions (laughs) so yeah that is a good story that um yeah that's what happened
0: (laughs) wow (laughs) that is a good story i'm so glad i'm so glad i asked that now
1: (laughs) yeah i had forgotten about that so yeah that's fun
0: (laughs) Uh, but, but eventually you got over it and then you you settled into witness life
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I have to be honest, I didn't have any horror stories. I had a lovely childhood and going into teenage years as a Jehovah's Witness. um, The congregation that I grew up in was, and still is, incredibly family orientated. um, And we always had fabulous uh, gatherings, perhaps on a Sunday afternoon after the meeting, we had football at the local park, where all the brothers would play football, and the sisters and the children would have a picnic, and we'd play rounders, or we'd play on the on the, on the swings together. Um, I also, you know, we had, I mean, this is going back 80s and 90s, I'm sure you'd remember this, Riley, so you were, you were assigned to a certain group which would also be your tuesday night book group yeah but that would be the group that you would also go on the ministry with on a saturday morning and the elder of that group would basically almost you know have it be like his own little flock and mm-hmm. um the elder of our group when I was growing up was an older gentleman and, a, and, a mar- and obviously his wife, and they almost became like surrogate grandparents. They were an incredibly lovely couple. And um, yeah, I do, I have fond memories. I mean, when you're a child and, and you go on the ministry, it's almost like a game. You don't, I mean, I was never made to speak on the ministry, so I'd be quite happy skipping along, you know, making daisy chains and stuff with the other children. So from that point of view, it was fine, it was great. Um, but then, as I've discussed with you, as I got older and I got to more thinking, and obviously the meetings and stuff, and the stuff that was coming from the talks, etc., I came to listen with more, um, a, you know, an adult thinking mind. And I was like, I started to struggle, um, definitely with the teachings, all right, all right
0: so what age were you when this was taking place roughly
1: I think really it was around the time of when I got baptized because that was when I was really starting to obviously take an honest look at my beliefs and what this religion meant to me I was I come from um, I can only explain them as a liberal Jehovah's Witness family. My my family are um, really quite... Um, yeah, I suppose the word is liberal. They. My father is an elder, but my family as a whole have always been... Um, there's no pressure. Um, we always look after each other and, and consider each other's feelings with everything, which I suppose is reflected in the fact now as what I've recently gone through why my family and I still in touch with me because they I'm lucky they love me so much. So going back to your question, um, around the age of 18, I was not encouraged to get baptised young. I was my fam- My parents have always wanted us and my sister to do it when we felt ready as adults, which is amazing, because I know that's another thing that's kind of unheard of um so but i have to be truthful with you riley because that's what we're doing i actually got baptized because i wanted to date somebody and um of course you are under pressure not to date non-witnesses you have to date within the religion so i thought wow well, i've got to really make a decision and and at that point i was just okay this is all i've got to do so i got baptized so i did and um I got baptized at one of the uh, football grounds when we used to go to um, football grounds for the assemblies and um, i did that and uh, nothing else really changed for me apart from the fact that i dated this brother for a few months didn't work out but um i never really i suppose that they have this saying that they make the truth your own mm. And I have never really had that drive to make the truth my own. And I know now it's because it didn't fit with my authentic self. But I've always had this slight hang back feeling. And you'd go to, like, particularly assemblies, and they would, you know, it'd be all about pioneering and, you know, um, doing more. And, And when you're a sister, all you can do is pioneer. And I'd always, I mean, I've got a great relationship with my mother, and I'd always turn to my mum and whisper and say, I don't want a pioneer, you know, because of course I felt bad that I didn't have that drive. And my mum would say to me, not everybody does, it's fine. So I was lucky in that regard, I really was.
0: Right. For any um, non-Jehovah's Witnesses who are watching and may not understand why, uh you decided to get baptized because you wanted to date this brother so in uh jehovah's witnesses religion (laughs) i hate saying that Uh sometimes it just rolls off the tongue Uh Um, but um firstly uh, recreational dating isn't allowed so you're only allowed to date with a view to getting married so you, you don't just like you know date somebody just you know for fun you're dating somebody because you eventually want to marry them or you see them as a prospective marriage mate. And secondly, you're only really allowed to marry other Jehovah's Witnesses. And that includes people who are within the religion, but not not baptized, sorry, not includes, excludes. That excludes people who are within the religion, but not baptized. You're only really a viable marriage mate if you're a dedicated and baptized witness. Uh, so so that just explains why you, that your um, incentive
1: <laughs> <laughs> it just made life easier. <laughs>
0: I am, as I'm so, sure yeah. you can imagine that there are a whole load of problems that this 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 causes you, you know Absolutely. it doesn't take the imagination to work out what? <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah. I agree with you completely, Riley. I mean, we we could just quickly talk on that topic of um, young um, relationships. And basically, this leads to an incredible amount of very young marriages in the Jehovah's Witness religion. And these marriages, and when I say young, I have known 16-year-olds whose parents have given permission for them to get married. But as a whole, on average, you're talking 18 to 21 is the average age for young couples to get married, which now as adults, and I'm sure you'll agree agree with me, Riley. I am not the same person I was when I was 18 years old. And of course, most of these marriages sadly don't end well. And um, there is quite a few broken marriages because, of course, they don't know each other. They don't even know themselves. And um, after a couple of years of trying to play at being a married couple, it breaks down. It's very sad.
0: Yeah, it is very sad, absolutely. And you find that you know people get married for the wrong reasons as well. You know, I mean, the elephant in the room. Many, many young witnesses get married to have sex. I mean, let's let's be honest.
1: Absolutely. Um, And on that, again, Riley, to just pick up on your your, um, point there, um, I'm sure you've explained on your channel before that the sexual repression in the religion of Jehovah's Witnesses is immense to the point where um, the, there is publications aimed particularly at young people that we have. um There's a publication called the Young People's Ask Book. Well, that's what we had. I don't know if you remember that one, Riley.
0: Oh yeah, um, absolutely. I, I remember the, the convention when it was released. Me too. We, we all had to go and sit in a separate section.
1: We They do. made an
0: announcement. They made an announcement that said, "If you're between the ages of whatever and whatever, please go and sit in this particular section because the next talk is specifically for you." And we all had to go over there in the afternoon and we all got our own copy of the book. And That's yeah, right. I, I remember it very well. And
1: Riley, did do you have to, um, I don't know whether you'll get a chance to perhaps if you've still got a copy of the book, um, uh, you, we all had to parade around the ground afterwards with it. Did you do yeah. that at your convention? Yeah. That's and all silly. of the um, convention was like, Whoo! and we yeah. were all like, right. I was just enjoying I was 11 years old, so I just made the cutoff point to be allowed to go, <laughs> <laughs> I was so pleased because I was not sitting with my parents for that tour. <laughs>
0: The time you're at a convention sitting away from your parents you know
1: yeah. <laughs> you remember that because everybody you know it's again more control you know they they insist that families sit together and if you don't it's frowned upon so i mean um basically to be allowed not to you know to actually have permission to yeah. not sit with your family for a whole afternoon and to sit with your friends, it was like whoa! it was like yeah. amazing, it? <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it was. So, uh, that Young People Ask book, um, what I was going to say was particularly, um, it has chapters that discuss relationships and sex Mm -hmm. and um uh, the masturbation chapters which obviously when you're a young teenage person um you are a part of life and hormones you're going to experiment and you are going to have feelings and masturbation would be normal in any other sort of uh growing up but that even that is um frowned upon and you know you're made to feel dirty and there's even um, encouragement to go to the elders and confess if you have, you know, uh, sinned in this way. So um, going back to the link with that, with young marriages, what you've just said is so correct. A lot of young couples get married for basically sex. They they are so driven by hormones. Mm-hmm. You can always see it. You know, uh, they're just desperate to get some sort of release. So. Yeah, another another issue to add to our lists, Riley. All these yeah. things add up, don't they?
0: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So after you got baptized, how long was it before you started having like serious doubts about the organisation?
1: Okay, so serious doubts probably in the last couple of years, and I'm in my early forties now. Always having doubts, probably from 18. All of my um, adult life, I've suffered with mental health issues. So and by that, I mean, initially, quite bad depression, um, which as now that I've actually (laughs) left has seems to have come under control slightly. Um, And then um, the last couple of years, um, very bad anxiety, to the point where I'm medicated for both of those issues, um, which I'm not ashamed of. um, And I feel that, you know, with mental health, if any of your followers have got issues with mental health, don't be ashamed of that. It's not your fault. There are always reasons, even if it's um, just a chemical imbalance in your brain. So Be brave, seek help. You know, if if you feel that you need help, go to your doctor and don't be ashamed if the the conclusion is you'll need medical um, help by having medicine. Because as my own mother said to me, if you had a headache, you would take a tablet to make you well. So what's the difference? Or if you have got angina, you have to take a tablet every day to, to look after your heart. So why not take a tablet to look after your mind? So that's just a point I just wanted to just drop in about that, Riley.
0: Um,
1: But going back to your question, um, I, yeah, I've always been uncomfortable throughout all of my adult life, really. Um, And it's ramped up more and more and more the older I've got to the point where perhaps the last 10 years in particular have been a big struggle for me. Um, I stopped going on the ministry um, probably about three or four years ago. Um, so for your viewers who might not know the ministry is the door-to-door preaching activities that Jehovah's Witnesses are famous for, um, I just couldn't cope anymore. It just made me so anxious that it was making me ill. So I stopped doing that and... Um, then i was struggling to go to the assemblies with large crowds um some of our assemblies which are once a year are huge we can have up to ten thousand people at them and um i was just completely overwhelmed and um the cacophony of sounds and as well as the years have gone on they've started more with um Showing videos rather than um talks on the platform. So <laughs> this is going to sound really awful, but the American accents <laughs> were really getting to me, and I just couldn't cope. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry, I don't
0: mean to laugh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, it is funny, and I don't mean. And please don't. Oh my God! Is any American viewers honestly? <laughs> It's not about that it's about if if you ever watch um how they deliver the talks Riley will understand this won't you it's very oh I can't explain it Riley explain
0: it's, with what certain, is. it's with a certain exuberance that is unique to to people from North America let, let, let's put it <laughs> <Yes>. that way <one.
1: laughs> absolutely yeah if you want to experience it viewers hop on to one of the broadcasts and have a look, and you'll see what I mean. So yeah, so that basically was that. So um, so that's been the last couple of years, has been a real struggle. And then um, in my personal life, sadly, I had a friend whose younger sister admitted she was a victim of child sexual molestation um, from her stepfather, who was an elder and um, I knew him um, very well so that just completely blew my mind Um, and I won't go into too many details about that but basically it was handled quite badly and um, if it wasn't for the fact that the police were very tenacious um, with going after the case I fear that she would not have had a conviction of her stepfather. And that's down to the society's rules. Um, they actually um, sent their own legal team to fight against the police who were trying to secure evidence from the local congregation. And um, I could not believe that I am um, I found that incredible. So that really was the final straw for me. Um, So that happened in the summer of well, that was 2019 that that came out. And um, I had some feedback because I was so unhappy, I spoke to my father who arranged for a shepherding visit for me. And the elders that came I could not agree with anything they were saying because they're so they themselves are so indoctrinated and um it's incredibly sad because the elders that came I love them I'm very fond of them I've known them all my life but I just I couldn't agree with what they were saying so the the shepherding visit ended with me just in my own mind thinking I'll just shut up and put up because my father was so upset that I was so upset and I didn't want to upset him any further. So that was in the summer and then it got to December and um, I obviously couldn't get any of it out of my mind and I decided I was going to go on the internet Riley. Do you remember when you did that too? (laughs)
0: I remember it so vividly, so vividly. I remember sweating, shaking, heart palpitations, you know, being finding it difficult to physically type into the keyboard, you know, type like ex-Jehovah's Witness or apostate because I was scared of typing in the words. Yeah. I remember it so well. And, yeah. and it's amazing that, you know, I've spoken to other ex-witnesses who have experienced exactly the same thing. It's sort of like a conditioned response yeah you know like we were all programmed
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 um well obviously i completely agree with what you've just said because you and i have spoken about this before and um i i'm amazed that that's how we physically we physically respond like that which just shows how deep the indoctrination is so for me I um, ha- have always been a member of the online app called Reddit, which some of your viewers may know. And I was on my commute to work, and I just thought, all of a sudden, I just thought, I wonder if there's anything about Jehovah's Witnesses on Reddit. So, there I go, do, do, do. And I found the XJW Reddit forum. Wow. Riley let me do an impression so I would got my phone so I was on the train I was hiding my phone from nobody from myself I don't know and I was physically shaking while I was looking at this forum like what you've just said about how you felt and I was addicted like that was through the whole of December I literally couldn't wait for my commute and I would only do it on my commute even though I live by myself so backwards and forwards to work I'd be there looking you know oh my goodness oh my goodness oh my goodness then I have got a girlfriend who herself is an ex-JW and um she lives in New Zealand and the reason one of her main reasons is because when she came out to her family as a lesbian obviously. That's a huge no-no. And she was immediately rejected. So her life has progressed and she's ended up actually emigrating to New Zealand. Well, me being obviously not 100% JW, I've kept in touch with her because she's one of my best friends. I love her very much. And I was talking to her about what I had been reading because I knew she obviously been through similar. So she said to me, ah, oh, she said, right. She said, "Wow, well, now we can talk about this. And she said, I'm gonna send you something that's gonna blow your mind. And I said, all right then. And she sent me a documentation, an email, basically debunking the 607 BCE teaching. Wow. Which obviously relates back uh, to the 1914 teaching, which then she even said it's like a house of cards. Once you pull the first one, it all comes tumbling down. So I read her email and I was like, oh, my goodness, because, of course, they have actual historical factual evidence about the correct date of um, of the fall of Jerusalem. It's Jerusalem, isn't it?
0: That's correct, yes. Yeah. That's correct. I may interject there for a moment for anyone who's not familiar with what what we're speaking about. So Jehovah's Witnesses believe that um, Jesus began ruling as king in heaven in the year 1914. And they also believe that in the year 1919, Jesus returned to earth invisibly, carried out an inspection of all the world's religions, and then chose the Jehovah's Witnesses who at the time were called Bible students chose them to be his organization on the earth and that according to them happened in the year 1919 and jesus became king in 1914 now how they work that out is some very convoluted and completely arbitrary bible maps <laughs> using the year using the year 607 bce as a starting point because that's when they believe uh, Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem in ancient times was destroyed. However, secular historians disagree with that date. They put the date being at five eighty seven BCE. Is that right? right. Five eighty seven. Five eighty seven BCE.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah, yeah.
0: Historians yeah. are correct. Then that completely throws out the the Bible math that the witnesses have been using for over a hundred years. Uh, and that would completely invalidate their claims um, because the, all of their dates would be wrong. Yes. So that's why it's such a big deal, debunking that, yes. that date it's such a big deal because it's fundamental to Jehovah's Witness doctrine.
1: Yeah, great explanation, Riley. Yeah, that is exactly it. And um, I was just like, wow, when I read that because then I just thought, because I'd already, like we've discussed had been reading other people's opinions and small snippets on XJW, but then to read that fundamental belief being unpacked. So I spoke back to my friend, and um, she said to me, Well, now that you've done that, why don't I introduce you to a channel called the Lloyd Evans channel? Well, actually, it was called John Cedar's channel at the time and i was a bit frightened because like what you've just said you know it's so drummed in to look up anything outside of the jw.org website or their own publications is just it's just fundamentally not allowed you just you just we just don't do it so anyway so because i was already feeling ballsy and i was already annoyed about this uh that being fibbed to about the 1914 and all that i did look him up and wow what can i say i was off <laughs> i'm sure you the same riley when you started
0: yep yep absolutely yeah um, Lo- channel wasn't one of the first channels that i started watching but when i did start watching his channel i i just consumed His his content, you know. I I just watched video after video after video. I found them so informative and educational. You know, I mean, you find different channels for different purposes. You know, there are some channels that you find for and you watch for emotional validation. There are some channels that you watch for, you know, educational purposes to like to unpick witness doctrine and practices. And Lloyd's channel was was easily by far the best for me. Yes. In, in, in that respect
1: yes I would agree and also I must shout out to a uh, ex-YouTuber called Bethany who has got a YouTube channel which she's actually now um, kind of archived but I believe it's still there called stop the shunning do you know that one right yeah
0: that was one of the first channels I watched, I- watched every single one of her videos
1: And me. Um, yeah. She's actually got a new. Um, she's gone going down a new route now, where she's talking more about emotional health and well-being. Um, so she has actually got a new channel up now. But um, stop the shunning It's
0: called "Burning Down the House."
1: Burning Down the House. That's it. Yeah. I'll and leave
0: then, a link in the description.
1: Yeah, please do. And then her husband, um, he John. had a channel. Mm-hmm. John, yeah, John's channel was brilliant as well. He did lots of um interviewing with um uh, other basically ex JWs that um and they did like roundtable debunk discussions, which I found really good. And also it was through John that I learned that there are other potentially other Bible books, etc. So
0: yeah.
1: I mean I had no idea as yeah. you just don't I think you know we're so closeted in the jw religion that we don't have that education
0: you mm-hmm. know
1: that there's other stuff out there yeah exactly so yeah so that's what happened and then i'm getting there riley <laughs> COVID. Dun, dun, dun. so <laughs> i were well, i live alone i um obviously everything went on zoom because I was all, as we've just discussed, was because I was already mentally half checked out anyway and have been for a couple of years, the Zoom meetings were absolutely of no interest to me. Mm. But mm. I, I went on them because obviously you do and also my family. And it got to the point where I just thought, I have had enough, I cannot, it's depressing me. Mm. In lockdown, to have to listen to these meetings when I just don't agree. So, I have another close friend who um, has also left the religion. He left a couple of years ago and he has been a great support to me um, during this transition. And he helped me, um, he's very good with words, and he helped me write a letter to my family explaining everything. And I put some um sources into independent uh, sources to media such as guardian articles about child sex abuse cases and you know even some court case documents so that it, when my family got this letter they could see that I their, their greatest fear as you know is that everybody will become apostate and we'll all look at apostate you know websites and stuff. So, so i wanted to show that these the sources I would been looking at were from things they could read every day if they felt they wanted to so I wrote this letter and um, sat on this letter and uh, I was getting making myself ill because I was worrying about sending this letter because as you know Riley the consequences yeah would be that you lose everything you know which sadly I know you went through yourself you know you you made your decision and um you know you 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 basically you make a decision and and you face the consequences with jehovah's witness religion and um it got to the point where basically my hair started falling out and i wasn't sleeping and stuff and my friend said to me if you do not send that letter by friday i'm going to send it for you and this was on the wednesday and uh, i knew he would so um i thought right get get a grip send this letter so i did and i and i sent it and um i sent a text message to my family and i said look i've sent you a letter um please can you read it and uh let me know what you think and then i waited and i got the two blue ticks on whatsapp you know that they'd read this text and i thought oh and I was dreading it and it was silence and then after about 15 minutes my phone rang and it was my mother and she said we've got your letter we've read it she said i'm phoning to say don't worry it's fine it'll be okay and um she said um we expected this don't worry so oh the relief riley and i said well what about my dad because obviously particularly the fact that he's a very well-known, respected elder where I'm from. And she said, don't worry about your dad, I'll help your dad. And basically that's what's happened. And I have been able to, I suppose the pandemic has helped because. You know, there's physically not being in someone's eyesight is different to not seeing a little name on a screen. So Mm -hmm. I haven't really been bothered by anybody my family kindly have just accepted it and we just don't talk about it so that's where i'm at with that and um i'm very grateful very grateful because i know i'm incredibly lucky
0: yeah i'm I'm really pleased for you you are you are incredibly lucky because it you know it turns out so differently for for many many witnesses it's the source of so much you know pain and heartbreak you absolutely know. which is and i think i think um uh, you know tribute needs to be paid to your parents as well for being so you know understanding and you know reasonable
1: absolutely
0: which is not the default jehovah's witness position <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah. um my family we're a very tight family unit there's four of us and um you know my dad always refers to us as his girls and he always has done and he's well known for basically almost to the point of obsession about making sure we're all fine all the time so i know we in some respects we're quite unique and yeah. i am very very lucky and i do know that and then to add to that recently because it it's coming up to a year now since I made my decision. And I wanted to make sure before I spoke to my close girlfriends who are Jehovah's Witnesses that I also was, I was not gonna backtrack, you know. So
0: Mm.
1: I've left it some time and I've unpacked some more. And I spent the last year during COVID um, having specialized counseling which I've gone through, so uh, which Bless was provided through the NHS, which was really good. Um, So I've done that, I've unpacked myself quite a bit. And um, so the last couple of weeks, I've been working my way through my close girlfriends and individually having conversations with them. And I again, I am pleased to say that all of them have said, they're sad that I've made that decision, but it doesn't change our relationship. And again, I'm incredibly lucky and just shows uh, how wisely I've picked with my friends. Yeah. I am in a very unique, I am fully aware I'm in a unique situation, hence the mask. So I Mm. don't disrupt that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I I sincerely hope that things continue on in, in the same way, you know, on into the future. Thank you yeah, yeah. so in terms of um, your waking up um, where would you say now where would you say you are now are you like fully woken up completely don't believe in it anymore I mean what and what are your current beliefs
1: yes I am fully woken up I um, <laughs> I'm sad because um, obviously, you know, it's made me who I am to some degree. And to know that what I believe my whole life isn't true, um, is a relief. But at the same time, it's sad because I have led my life with the belief that we are, you know, any minute now, we were going to go into a paradise world and, um, For example, I've never married because I never met anybody in the Jehovah's Witness religion that I matched with romantically. And, you know, my dad was always like, oh, well, you'll meet someone in the new system. Well, with that, of course, comes the fact that I haven't had children. Um, So I've got no children of my own. I've got no family of my own, a unit. Um, I've got no romantic partner, which now obviously opens up the world's my oyster but at the moment obviously we're still in the pandemic but there's so much to unpack even with that because i've led such a different life you know um as you have riley um but yeah i mean we did discuss didn't we before some of the little nuggets of things that over the years that have you know made us think oh this is a bit strange you know And there is a big list of them that, you know, we could talk about for hours. You know, the fact is that the the one I've just mentioned, the whole Armageddon teaching that it's imminent and only Jehovah's Witnesses will survive. Well, the um, psychological damage that that put on me personally, and I can see on a lot of people, because you don't live your life with any sort of future in mind you can't make plans because you don't believe they'll happen so a lot of the things i have done in my life i've kind of just like almost powered through because for example i did go to university but i did it through night school because i wanted to um, get a qualification so that i could get a better job so again i'm aware that i've kind of done things a little bit out of sync with the beliefs but I could I've got a pension, you know, because I can see I could see that things weren't really unfolding how the organisation was teaching. So I think all along, really, there's been these little things that have made me, you know, oh no, this isn't right. But to answer your question, I am fully woken up. I don't believe in this organisation. Whether I believe in God or not, I'm still trying to work out I wouldn't say I'm atheist um but I like to I I like to believe in at the moment I like to believe in mother nature so I'm I'm very feeling very aligned with you know nature and the moon and the sun and I just enjoy I'm enjoying looking at things and it's almost like life has got color now I know that sounds dramatic but now I can make plans and I'm excited about things. And the fact that I know that I'm gonna live for at least another 40 years, I'm gonna make it good. Mm. So the stuff that I'd like to do now that I've always put on the back burner, like I would like, I've lived abroad before briefly, but I'd consider moving properly now. Or, you know, I'm, I've looked into fostering children. There's lots, I've got a big list. So,
0: yeah, that's where I'm at. Oh, that's, that's great. That's great. I, I, I personally think it's very important to, to have a list. I have one of my own as well. <laughs> it's not very long and things on it aren't incredibly exciting, but um, we've been repressed and our personalities have been subdued for such a long time. Yeah. Even just doing simple things that give you enjoyment and fulfilment you know that you weren't able to do before because of the, you know, the doctrines of, you know, we were brought up in. I think it is very, very important for your your overall well being to do those things.
1: Absolutely, I agree with you. And um, yeah. yeah, I've listened to your video where you do your list, and I think it's lovely. Oh,
0: and, thank you. Um,
1: I'm really happy for you, Riley, that you found somebody as well because even though um, obviously circumstances that led to you and your partner meeting that you were on an unhappy path to get there. Now yeah. you found somebody that, and we've talked about it, that, um, you know, you feel such a connection with, and instead of it being somebody, I'm not speaking ill of your past relationship, but I don't mean focus on that. But, you know, when you're a Jehovah's Witness, you kind of like join in a couple with somebody, the main reason is because they're also a Jehovah's Witness. you know and then you kind of find things to make it work that can make the relationship work yeah but now like you have we all got that choice to meet somebody that if that's what you want that suits you suits your personality and you suit them and it's a proper relationship and that's exciting
0: absolutely i mean when i look back on it now it just seems absolutely crazy to me that just because two people believe in the same god that that makes them compatible for marriage it's just it's the most ridiculous thing i remember once um having a conversation with an elder and um he i was talking to him about compatibility with your marriage mate and he was trying to convince me that that's a worldly idea that you know the idea of being compatible with with your marriage mate is you know, worldly thinking and it's not thinking like a spiritual person. Mm. And um, I I was just completely flabbergasted that he would say that because it just made no sense to me whatsoever. So I said to him, I mean, in our congregation at the time there was this, bless her, there was this 90 year old East Mm -hmm. German sister. I'll actually, I'll say her name because she's long since Mm -hmm. passed and her name was Liberty. (laughs) And and, um, I remember saying, saying to this elder i said okay so by your logic it means that if i was single i could marry liberty and as long as we both apply bible principles in our marriage we would have a perfectly happy marriage right and i was in my early 20s at the time and he would he said yeah in theory that's absolutely right and i just could not believe what i was hearing a ninety-year-old East German woman marrying a twenty-something-year-old guy from Southeast London. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's nonsense. nonsense.
1: Uh, and, and like, uh, it's quite funny you say that actually, and, and, and that is—you just raised an excellent point. Um, you often see married couples where there is a very older gentleman married mm. to a very young attractive uh, young sister and often there's huge age gaps you know 20 30 years um, yeah, and and often you know it's even can even be the second marriage of the of the brother you know his wife's passed away yep. and, I, and I used to struggle with that as well and I used to say to my mother I used to say well what happens in the new system if he truly believes in the new system and his wife that he loves has passed away and he's remarried. And all my mom could say was, Oh, well, you know, Jehovah will make it so that we don't remember, so yeah. that we don't have her. And I didn't that didn't make any sense then, because otherwise, people that are resurrected, if if they don't remember, they're not going to remember us mm-hmm. who might be their loved ones. Because you know, I've I've had a lot of death in my life. So there's many people that i would have liked to have seen resurrected but if they don't remember because <laughs> they don't want to be hurt they're not going to remember me so what's mm. you know oh. yeah. a lot of it when you ask questions because it doesn't make sense you just come back with more yeah. nonsense don't you know it's just yeah
0: i mean there's so much mental gymnastics involved with believing so much of the doctrines it's just it's tiring
1: yes yeah yeah yeah, absolutely agree yeah mental gymnastics is a good way of putting it and when you are a thinking person like me and you and your viewers and you ask questions and they can't answer and all you get is you're you've just got to have faith
0: Mm.
1: well then that just puts it back on you then because then you feel that you because you don't have this faith because you need to know because you're a logical thinker what well, makes you ill mentally? So it's like a merry-go-round of
0: unhappiness, isn't it? That that in fact was responsible for a lot of my depression as a you know a young person in in the organization because my mum was like a spiritual giant and and she still is. Yeah. She eats, sleeps, lives, and breathes being a Jehovah's Witness. She genuinely does love the organization in in her heart and i never ever felt that emotional connection to to being a witness you know it made sense to me um within the confines of the logic that i was allowed (laughs) you know within within the the context of the religion it, it, it made sense to me on a mental level but i never had that emotional connection to to the religion and i for years i just felt like there was something wrong with me why that was not the case you know
1: yeah i do i i completely understand that um i am the same me. and and it
0: completely yeah. it havoc on my psyche mm. yeah, it really did
1: yeah yeah and um i think you would agree with me i don't know what it was like in your congregation but there was a lot of people that were depressed or had something wrong with them. Um I don't know about you but this has come to you know um recently come to my knowledge with an XJW Reddit forum post that I saw. There's a lot of people at sisters who suffer from fibromyalgia.
0: Oh loads. Yeah. Loads. Absolutely loads. loads.
1: Which is actually what-
0: actually, I knew I know a sister who would mockingly say that fibromyalgia is a single pioneer female witness disease. <laughs> that's what she would call it. She didn't <laughs> think it was actually a thing. She just thought it was something where a, 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 a pioneer sister is unhappy because she's not in a relationship, and then all of a sudden she gets fibromyalgia. That's that's what she would say. I'm not agreeing with that. But um, the, the prevalence of it is really, really high.
1: Absolutely, but she may have, in a twisted way, a point because mm. actual fibromyalgia is not an altogether common condition, and the amount of particularly women, like you've just said, in the Jehovah's Witness religion who suffer from it or claim to suffer from it, makes you wonder if simply yeah. they've got an unhappy. Life yes. behind the Jehovah's Witness scene, it it's all to do. You know, if you're unhappy mentally, eventually your body will it will come out somehow. Yeah, body yep. will show it.
0: You know, yeah, absolutely. It, you know,
1: I whether mean, it's was... or mm. fibromyalgia or alopecia, your body is telling you something. Listen.
0: Yeah. It's, you're you're absolutely right. It's true. I mean, I was watching a, a talk by Stephen Hassan, who wrote uh, "Combating Cult Mind Control," and um, he said that sometimes psychosomatic illnesses are are a symptom of being in a cult. Yeah. He he spoke about um, he's and the term psychosomatic isn't isn't very well understood generally. A lot of people think that it's. An illness that's just all in your mind but that's not necessarily the case it's it, it's a real illness that can be produced because of something in your mind but real physical symptoms yeah. it's not it's not made up um so he he gave an experience of somebody he helped exit a cult and they suffered from migraines and as soon as they left the cult the migraines went
1: yeah 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 yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that part itself is fascinating, what we just hit on here. Because, um, yeah, with you talking about migraines and stuff, I mean, I mean myself, and I know you, we've spoken to each other, you know, with our mental health issues. I'm not saying I'm cured, because obviously mental health is quite a complex topic. But I used to feel so depressed, so, so depressed. And I haven't felt like that for over a year. So that tells you something you know yeah. and and then I worry and i wonder about like, what we've just discussed you know there are all these people that suffer in the congregation fibromyalgia or depression or yeah. all sorts it's yeah. um it's really sad isn't it there's lo- there's lots of little things isn't there
0: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i mean i i that people have the right to believe whatever it is that they want to believe um but there's a difference between religious belief and religious practice yeah. practices can be harmful yeah. you know beliefs as long as they stay in your mind i mean i don't have to agree with them yeah. but as long as they stay in your mind and they're not acted out they're, they're benign but practices can be very very harmful and it's the harmful practices of the jehovah's witness organization that people like us are, are, are us, us mentally diseased apostates are <laughs> against you know because they do have real world consequences and they do produce real world harm
1: yeah absolutely um you know even just the whole shunning yeah concept, like we've already established i'm in the lucky position where i don't have that but the fact that i cannot speak openly to you because of the consequences it would impact on my family and friends and then yourself you know you're 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 struggling because you you've lost your mum and your you know your family your children at the moment you know hopefully in time you might be able to re-establish those relationships but bottom line is all that it is is you just don't believe what they believe you're not exactly. an evil person
0: exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's just if they stopped and thought about it logically it's just a crazy thing to do to cut off somebody. And then I read recently, and I, I'm not sure if it might have been you actually that posted it on Twitter. Um, the difference between a religion and a cult is what happens when you try to leave.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I
1: thought, how interesting is that? Because I was baptized in the C of e religion. And so was my sister, because obviously my parents, when we were children, we we didn't, you know, we Mm. weren't witnesses, like we've established earlier, We we, when I was a small child. So we were both baptised. Nobody from the C of E religion has ever come knocking on my door looking for me. You know, it's just, we just didn't go, and that's it.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, It's, it's, it's the sad state of affairs.
1: Mm, very very um but you know it's just it's just we're 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 unique we're lucky really really that we have managed to open our own mind and our eyes and now look at what we can do you know that the world is our oyster and um and it's really nice that you have got your channel and and you are helping um other people come to conclusions or help helping them along their way
0: (laughs) thank you thank you very much and I, I, I do this because i was helped in exactly the same way you know and i'm so so grateful for all of those you know um, xjw channels that came before mine you know that helped me on my journey I, how can i not pay it forward
1: i agree and um just on that i, I just slightly uh off topic oh, no i it's on topic but i do always now that we've woken up and we've had this assistance and we've got to where we are i always wonder how people that left the religion you know perhaps early 90s before then when they didn't have you know we didn't have the internet we didn't have access to all these sources of information how mentally strong those people you know back in the 70s and 80s and 90s who came to the conclusion themselves wow yeah, you know, I'd love to. Yeah. You know, it would be great if you could find somebody from back in the day and see how they came to you know, because that would be a really interesting story, wouldn't it? it well,
0: would. actually, it's funny you should say that because, um, I was reading a comment that someone left on one of my videos just this morning before we, we got on our call. Mm-hmm. Well, someone in exactly the same situation they said they left the religion in the, in the early 90s before the internet. And everything. So, yeah, that would be a really interesting conversation to have.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking to you this morning. Thank you so much for sharing your story. You're welcome. Let's hope that things continue going well for you and that, you know, you continue growing and thriving and following your passions in life. Thank you. And thank you, Tears, so much for watching to the end of this interview. Um, I really hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, if you haven't already done so, please uh, like and subscribe to the channel and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much for watching to the very end of the video. If you haven't already done so, please like, leave a comment and subscribe to the channel. If you like my work and want to help me continue doing it, please support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Jexit underscore 2020. And with that, I'd like to sincerely thank these very special patrons who make these videos possible.